If you have your Bible with you, will you turn with me to the Gospel of Luke? Luke's Gospel, please, chapter 2. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2. Just while you're looking that up, I just want to thank those who have come to sing tonight and the men here and the ladies over here and the soloists that came. Lydia and Louise, a beautiful piece. Leanne, absolutely astonishing. Just their ministry is beautiful. And those who have sang throughout the year, it's been invaluable to us and it's been wonderful to have so many blessed singers and musicians in our church. We're just really uh, thankful to God for them. So Luke chapter 2, please, and verse 8. Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. And lo, the angels of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, Peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven. The shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told of them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the multitude of cars and people you've brought here this evening. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness to us. And we thank you for who you are. We pray now in the name which is above every other name, the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, thine only begotten Son. Father, that you would help me for these few moments to take the word of God, your word, and rightly divide it that maybe one here who has not yet come to a saving faith in the Master, in the Lord Jesus, that they may find themselves pleading for mercy, repenting of sins, and coming to Christ. Lord, we pray that you would encourage your people and strengthen them. Lord, would you protect them and help them. And Lord, if there's one here that is backslidden in heart, or maybe went into the world and found themselves in this place this evening. We pray, O oh God, that you would speak to them and draw them back and bring them into the fold. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We worship you. We love you. We exalt you. And Lord, we tell you, there's none like you. So in Jesus' name we come. We ask and we pray it. Giving you thanks for everything. Amen.
The shepherds were in the field, and it's night time. They're under the starry sky, and we're told that they're there. Note in our reading in Luke chapter 2. And let your eye just run down to verse 8 again. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Something about this we must point out to you. Do you know shepherds in the plural is only mentioned in the New Testament in the book of Luke? Shepherd in the singular is not mentioned in the book of Luke, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ. But the shepherd is mentioned in Matthew's gospel, in Mark's gospel, in John's gospel, in the book of Hebrews, and Peter mentions the word shepherd. But shepherds in the plural is not mentioned in any other book save the book of Luke. And my memory serving me right, it's four times in the book of Luke, and it's in this chapter in our reading. Something to take note here, these shepherds out at night watching over, notice their flock. You know, shepherds were outside of the camp, as it were, of Israel. They were Israelites, but they were the lowest form of Israelite. In other words, they weren't thought of as being very much. Most shepherds had a bad reputation, hence they got the lowest job of watching the sheep out in the field. The shepherds were thought to be a little bit crooked, and in law they were not allowed to give testimony, for their word meant nothing in law. Is it not strange that it's their testimony we have read tonight? It's their testimony of them out in the field watching over the sheep. And it's their testimony as they went to find the word of God to be true. When they found the Lord Jesus, the Lamb of God, when they found him wrapped in swaddling clothes as they said and were told, as the angels said and they were told they would, because here we have to take these men who were the lowest in Israel. The only ones who were probably lower than that were those who were non-Israelite. And so that's how they were thought of. Their word meant nothing. And they weren't allowed to testify in a court of law. Their word would not be taken. And their word had no meaning. Now notice here. We tend to think that these shepherds were here and they were just in this field at night and they just happened to be watching over their flock and then that's where God showed up in his glory. But do you know that these shepherds watched for sheep for the temple, for temple sacrifice, for the blood sacrifice, for the people, for the nation? And so what they did was they would watch and as that maybe a, a ewe was going to give birth to the lamb, and if it was in trouble, they would help the ewe. They would clean the lamb, and they would bind it up in cloths to protect it, because they would have 
their business to be to sell these lambs, to sell them for people to take to the temple for sacrifice. They would also sell them for their meat for to eat, but really it was for the temple. So these shepherds out at night, and these shepherds under this starry sky are watching meticulously and carefully their flock. And they would have seen the little lambs. They would have checked them over regularly. They would have taken the lamb and made sure there was no spot, there was no blemish, there was no illness, there was nothing broken, there was no disease, there was no tears in their skin. For the lamb in the temple must be perfect, without spot and without blemish, or it would be rejected for the temple use. And these shepherds were watching their flocks by night. They were watching them also, that danger from wolves or bears or lions, as David did. They were watching for all sorts of dangers, and they also watched the flock. They watched it in case there would be a thief would come to steal the sheep. A thief would come to rob the lamb away from them. And so this night on this hillside, here they are outside Bethlehem. They are watching. And they're looking after the sheep. And their eyes are on. Notice the sheep for the temple or the religion of it. But then the angel of the Lord appears to them. In other words, God made a theophany appearance of himself, sending an angel in his glory. And here God reveals the true Lamb of God. God reveals not the temple Lamb, but Calvary's Lamb. And God says to them, it's not in these lambs. It's not in the lambs of the field, but there's a lamb that has been born in Bethlehem. And he, like your lambs, is wrapped in swaddling clothes, this angel of the Lord. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And so these men heard that there was another lamb, a perfect lamb, a spotless lamb, a precious lamb. He was God's lamb. Take note how meticulous these shepherds would be watching over their flock. And take note how as they're watching over for the temple, watching and making sure all things were okay. But God, when he shows his glory, draws their eyes from earthly things into heavenly matters opens up their understanding. And there we see, friend, there we see that a man and a woman cannot understand, nor comprehend, nor receive the things of God unless God comes to him or unless God comes to her. And how does God come to you tonight? God comes to you through the word and the Spirit. 
God takes the preaching of the word. The spirit takes it and shows the heart of the man and the woman who have been dead in their sins and trespasses. Quickens them to understand the things of God. Quickens them to realize their need of God. And quickens them to realize the Lamb of God. And here the Spirit and the Word shows the man and the woman tonight. And every time the gospel is preached, how they need this precious Lamb. These shepherds, their eyes were taken off the temporal things to eternal things. From the visible things of the earth to the now visible things of heaven and takes their eyes off the lambs that need to be repeatedly slain and bloodshed and slain again and bloodshed and slain again and their bloodshed over and over and over again, morning and evening and morning and evening, morning and evening, morning and evening, day after day, night after night, Week after week, month after month, year after year, a lamb and a lamb. And he takes their eyes off it. And he says, there's a lamb that will be slain once and for all. And he will shed his blood. And his blood is paying for the debt of all of those who trust in him. John the Baptist seeing the Lord Jesus at 30 years of age cries, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Here the Lamb was born in Bethlehem. Here he was born not in a palace, but in a stable. He was not on this throne, but in a manger. Here he's born when there's no room in an inn. And he's out of a, born in a, a cave that's been carved out of the rock. And there is the stable where the Lamb of God was born. All these shepherds were blessed. They seen the glory of God. These shepherds were blessed. They seen the angel of the Lord. These shepherds were blessed. Because they saw the shining glory from heaven. But can I be honest with you, friend? Can I be honest with you, brothers and sisters, while we look forward to the day when we will see such sights as that? Can I be honest with you? When they up sticks and ran to Bethlehem, when they entered into that cave of the stable, when they went and they approached the manger with a little baby as a lamb wrapped in swaddling clothes. When they approached and fixed their eyes on a little span of a child, a newborn baby boy, when they looked at him and fastened their eyes upon him, they saw the glory of God. They saw the Word of God incarnate the Son of God and the Son of Man. They saw the Lord Jesus Christ. They saw the one who came 
from the realms of glory. The one who took upon him the form of a man. And they saw him. All mightiness. All mightiness. Clothed. Veiled. And wrapped in swaddling clothes. But rather in the swaddling clothes of the fleshy body of a baby boy. What a lamb. What a man. What a God. What a Savior. His name is Jesus. And he came to save his people from their sins. Let me show you something. Just for a few moments. Here we find that the, the, the shepherds, they run and they enter into the, the stable and they find the Lord Jesus there. And notice what it says here as we look down through this reading. In verse 13, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go into Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Notice they came with haste. They came as fast as they could. I can tell you there's no other way. There's no other way, no better way for you to come than to make haste tonight. To make haste for your soul. To make haste for your salvation. To make haste into redemption. To come and behold the one who came and was born in Bethlehem from the seed of David. Oh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, will you make haste tonight? Oh, you might say, but I just came to the little choral service. I didn't expect to hear these things, friend. When you come to a choral service, you should expect to hear the Word of God because it's all about Him. Notice, heaven disappeared. The signs and the wonders are great. The signs and the wonders are magnificent. But the heavens disappeared. The angels went from them into heaven. The glory lifted from them. And the only place they could find the real glory of God was in the person of the Son of God. And they found him as a baby lying in a manger. Now I wonder... I wonder this evening when Mary had given birth to her son, when shepherds came to this stable to, to find him, when they had to come through the door. I wonder what the story was the shepherds told Mary and Joseph. I wonder did 
Mary and Joseph, knowing what had happened with the visitation of the angel Gabriel and the angel beforehand nine months ago. I wonder, did it bring something to their memory? I wonder, did it strike a chord in their heart when they heard about the angel and the glory of the Lord from the shepherds? Or did they say, but you're only shepherds, we don't want to know your testimony. Friend, I can tell you, maybe tonight, God speaks to your heart. God brings something to your memory. God brings someone to your memory. Something that someone has said. Someone has witnessed. Someone has testified to you. Someone in work has asked you to a meeting or asked you to come to hear the gospel. Or someone in work has given you a gospel tract. Or maybe you've gotten one when you've been drunk and you stuck it in your pocket and you looked at it the next day. And God brings it to your memory. God brings it to your memory that you'll remember that there's a God in heaven and you may not see the glory for it's back up into heaven. The glory of the angels, no signs nor wonders to behold. And I'll tell you why, friend, the Lord Jesus Christ says that a wicked generation seeketh after signs. But this is the sign that Jonah went into the belly of the wheel for three days and three nights. So must the Son of Man be lifted up and go into the ground for three days and three nights. Speaking of his crucifixion and speaking of his burial. And I can't help but wonder what Mary knew and what Joseph remembered. And here comes the shepherd's testimony. Think about this. I wonder did Mary realize the baby she had just given birth to would grow up into the man that he grew up into. These shepherds would have said, listen, he's the Savior. He is the Savior, Christ the Lord. This baby Mary that you have given birth to, he is the Savior, Christ the Lord. Joseph was told, Matthew 1 and 21, for he shall save his people from their sins nine months previously. I wonder, did a twig or spark a memory that he is the Savior? It didn't say, Mary, you're co-redemptress. It didn't say that. It didn't say, Mary, we come to him through you. They didn't say that. The scriptures doesn't say that. It says, he is the Savior. Christ is the Savior and Christ alone. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me, he says. I wonder, did Mary realize that her son would grow up to be who he was? I wonder did she realize that he would be kneeled hand and foot. Think about it, mother. Think about it, mother. Think about it, father. If it was your child, your baby lying in its little, what we would call a, a cot, a pram, a Moses basket or whatever. Think about it. That this little one who you love, 
calls the love out of your heart that one day he would grow up to die for men and women who hated him and rejected him. Yet the father would say to him at his baptism, this is my beloved son. This is the one who calls the love out of my heart, said our heavenly father, his heavenly father. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. How futile, how vain, how empty are the works of man, are the works of religion, are the works of ritual, are the works of ceremony and pomp. How futile they are because this one is my son, he says. Friend, this one came to give his life a ransom for many. And I close with this. Thank you for your attention. Verse 17, it says, And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told unto them concerning the child. Here these shepherds are testifying to a people who think little of them. And they're testifying to a people who want nothing really to do with them but to buy the little lamb for their temple. They're taking a testimony whom the law says they were not allowed to testify in. And yet it did not, it did not stop the shepherds from speaking about what they saw. Not the glory, not only the angels, not the shining lights around about them, but what they saw was the Christ. What they saw was the Savior. What they saw was the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. That's what they saw. That's what they told. That's what they preached. That's what they testified. Christ. Too much Christless preaching. And preaching everything else but Christ. And these shepherds preached Christ. We saw him it says in verse 19 and Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart she must have been thinking deep and Mary realized herself you know that she needed a savior Mary's Magnificat goes like this she cried, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. And now we find in verse 20, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. In other words, they rejoice that they find out that the word of God is truth. 
And as God's word says it, so it is. And as the word of God tells it, so it comes to pass. And in closing, here is what the word of God says. The word of God says, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Then Jesus said again, Marvel not that I said unto thee, You must be born again. Christ came to die. Christ came to shed his blood. He didn't come and he was manhandled by an accident of time. He came with purpose. To die on the cross. And I can tell you. In this book the Bible. While there's much written there. In those narratives about the birth of Christ. Do you know. There's nowhere in the Bible tells us. We have to do a remembrance of his birth. But it tells us we have always. To remember his death. To remember the blood. That he shed. So may God bless his word to all of us tonight. May we be reminded that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And this little baby grew to a man who hung and bled and died on a cross that you might be saved. Are you saved tonight? Are you saved? Are you blood washed? Are you blood bought? Are you ready? Are you born again of the Spirit? Are you washed in the blood? Have you repented of your sins? Have you come to the cross? Oh, I want to come to the manger. We've been to the manger. But it's the cross that saves the man and woman. It's the blood that washes us from our sins. Are you saved tonight? Will you come to Christ and yield up yourself unto him? And Christ will set you free from your debt of bondage. May God bless each and every one of you. And may God give you all a happy Christmas. Stay safe. Stay well. And God willing, we'll see you again in the first Sunday in January.